We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are live. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here joining me. Uh, seems like pretty much another co-host. He's been on so many times, and we're glad to have him on again. Drake Wally. Drake, thanks for coming back on, man. How are you doing? Oh, uh, it's, you know, same same answer as last time. I was good. Now I'm great. Uh, thank you so much for bringing me on here, and I cannot wait to see uh, this introductory press conference for one one hell of a coaching candidate that finally got hired by the Colts. Absolutely. It's been, like you mentioned, a long time coming. So glad that we're able to do this, cover this kind of over both probably both of our lunch breaks a little bit. And uh, shout out to everybody already almost 80 people in here. Thank you, everybody. Be sure to hit that like button. Be sure to subscribe. All that good stuff. We are going to just now wait. Uh, we have the stream pulled up on Colts.com. We're going to wait. We're going to react to it, kind of give our thoughts a little bit on just certain things um, that Steichen says, different questions that are asked, things of that nature. And then at the end of it, we'll kind of give our overall thoughts on the Shane Steichen first introductory press conference here for the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, with that being said, Drake, um, what are some questions that you hope the Colts media asked Shane Steichen, and you're hoping to maybe get some some questions answered today that you, maybe you have about Shane Steichen and just everything in that process? Well, you know, what sticks out to me is I'm sure that somebody's going to ask it. You know, what are you going to do about the offensive line? The offensive line last year was was a disaster, blah, blah, blah. And with what he did with that Eagles offensive line and how it seemed like Sanders or Gainwell or Scott always had just open lanes the size of trucks. Um, that's something I definitely assume will happen. I think there's uh, – who we got here? Is that Rich? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the camera it's an interesting here. camera angle going yeah. on there. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a lot to do with uh, – quarterback play how you're going to maximize the quarterback play and and the offensive yeah. line for sure absolutely agree uh thank you to over 120 people in here be sure to smash that like button subscribe we want to get as many people in here colts fans and non-colts oh, fans Raymond. in here as possible so here he comes looks like right well, maybe not uh, i think it was michael Pittman, bernard raymond okay oh, wow. some okay, players starting... yeah nice Oh, there's Q. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, man. We got the whole. I love it, man. Yeah. Got the cavalry showing up here. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah I, I I'm, I'm really excited, man, to see just there was videos I saw, Cody, of this guy in front of the Eagles and, and just some of the stuff mm -hmm. he would tell them, like, look, divisional games are where it starts. You don't win. You know, I think he used an expletive, uh, but you don't win a thing without winning your division first. So, I mean, he's just. Yeah. He's a fiery candidate, great offensive play caller, forward thinker, awesome. Yeah, and and you know it kind of I think deflates the argument of some people who say this is Frank Reich 2.0. But you look at some of those, just the couple different snippets we have. I'll say this, man. Uh, there were some questions after uh, Reich had uh, you know been fired because I know he had coined the term "bring the juice" and stuff, and people were asking, you know, are you guys going to like stop that name? But like Shane Steichen brings the juice, bro. He brings the juice, so we're going to keep it. I think. 
Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a good name. So you know, you might as well, might as well keep it. But yeah, I think if anybody's gonna, if anybody fits a, a mold of everything Jim Irsay was talking about, that Colts fans were afraid he was gonna avoid hiring, um, maybe in anyone other than Jeff Saturday, that those have been put away. And I think you might be looking at the Jim Irsay of old, who realizes he may have meddled a little too much for once. And um, I think that I think that this was great letting Ballard kind of take over because clearly it got the right guy in the building. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you to the 200 people in here. Uh, let's get guys, let's get to over 100 likes before the press conference officially kicks off here. Uh, like we said earlier, you know, there was a couple players that came in, a couple just different Colts personnel coming in. Uh, let's see what the app's doing. Oh, it's always it's always entertaining to try to figure out. Uh, it's loading right now. So it looks like that's more of a Colts end. I may refresh mm. the page. Well, we'll see. Um, it seems like it's always a Colts end. There's always something going on. Oh, there we go. We're back. Um, so we roll with it. Uh, we're at 55 likes right now. Help, help us get that up. Because also it pushes it out to more people as well, guys. And it helps with the algorithm and things Absolutely. of that nature. You guys are amazing. I know you'll do that. And you'll help us out there. So thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, but... Yeah, overall, like we were saying, like Steichen just brings so much um, from, you know, you start with the quarterback, right? What he, well, the quarterbacks that he's been able to to work with, right? Justin Herbert. Well, started with Phil Rivers um, and then moved to Justin Herbert. And people, you know, it's, it's weird arguments against Steichen. And I look at like the quarterbacks that he's worked with and he's had success every single place he's gone, man. Every single place he's gone, he's had success, you know? Um, and so... Uh, you know, he moved to, you know, from, from rivers and obviously rivers came over to Indy and then he goes, uh, works with Justin Herbert, his first year helps him, you know, become rookie of the year. Um, and I know obviously the players are a big part of that. Herbert's a great talent, but he definitely helped with that. And then you also talk about, you know, with Hertz, you know, with her from Hertz's rookie year, which I know he played sparingly, uh, from his first year to his second year, there was clear signs of improvement. I mean, her heck Hertz was an MVP candidate if he doesn't get hurt down the stretch. And so, uh, definitely think that Steichen brings a lot. And then you talked about obviously the fire that he brings the accountability. And then you got to think that, you know, Jimmer say, watch that video a million times about the, it talks about the division, right? Because the Colts have been honestly the laughing stock of the division. It seems like, especially this year. Um, but the Colts just haven't been able to win those division games, specifically the last couple of years against the Tennessee Titans. We all know that too well, way too well. Um, but yeah. Um, so, so all that to say, uh, I think that definitely resonated with Jim Irsay. And I'm sure that's what Sykin said in his interview, you know, about that. Oh, great. Well, and, uh, you know, while we're, while we're getting the stream back there, uh, yep. Colts, you know, Colts fans are saying, you know, who's the next quarterback? You know, oh, we got to draft this guy, got to draft this guy. Look, it doesn't matter in my opinion. Okay. I, I, I think maybe Levis is the lesser of those four that would fit with Steichen, but you got to think rivers was a statue stand in the pocket, pure pocket passer did just fine. Okay. Then he goes to Justin Herbert gets 31 touchdowns, breaks the rookie record wins rookie of the year. Wasn't even supposed to start. He was supposed to sit behind Tyrod Taylor and this guy got him right on, right on track right away. And that's more of a volume passer who can escape the pocket. But then he also took a guy in Jalen Hurts who wasn't supposed to be able to throw the ball. And he just jacked up 300 plus passing yards on the Kansas City Chiefs in the biggest game of his life. And and yeah. uh, so any one of these guys, whether it's AR-15, who's a runner, he could probably help him get those mechanics. If it's C.J. Stroud, he could help him hit the ground running. Or if it's Bryce Young, I mean, you know, maybe even the most talented guy in the draft, he could make him even more talented and really maximize that talent. And don't even get me started on the running back committee. I mean, Ooh. he's got a thoroughbred now, all right? He's got an absolute monster. So, yeah, just so excited to see what he's going to do with the quarterback and just the offense in general. Yeah, and I, I'm really hoping that the Colts bring back Paris Campbell because I just am like salivating at the ways that the Colts could use him and get him schemed up, man. I mean, you looked at whatever you gave him the ball last year. He was very effective. Talk about him. Talk about Jelani Woods, what he's going to be able to do with Jelani Woods. I mean, a six foot seven tight end that runs like that. I mean, sky's a limit, man. Sky's a limit with that. So, you know, obviously the, the Colts and the Eagles, there is a distinct difference, especially in the, you know, the weapons that the quarterback would have um, for sure. But, you know, I'm just interested in, and, and that's been the question that I had, you know, how much of that do you place on 
you know, just the, the lack of a scheme down the stretch, the lack of a quarterback down the stretch that could push the ball down the field. Obviously, these wide receivers and tight ends, they weren't perfect. They had their flaws. Uh, they, they, were, they were young. They were inexperienced for the most part. Um, but I don't know. I, I just always wonder about that. I'm just always curious about that. So I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe I'll try to refresh this. Or maybe this is on the Colts end here. Oh, it's um, probably on the Colts end. It, it seems like every time yeah. you do refresh it, it's back, but then the Colts end drops it. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're, we're doing the best with what we're given here, guys. Absolutely. Um, hoping that we'll this, get there. Uh, this works, you know. Um, if not, maybe I can try like Facebook or Twitter or something and and see if it's any better on there. But, but yeah, um, we'll get this, guys, as soon as it comes up here. We'll do our best here, um, but... Well, there was uh, something I was uh, – you mentioned Jelani Woods, and and one guy that I was absolutely blown away by is how he maximized Dallas Goddard's talent, there we go. uh, especially a guy who came from being Zach Ertz's backup, okay? Yeah. And and he turned him into a bona fide stud. So that you can't tell me that he's not going to do that to uh, do that with um, Jelani Woods. Yeah, dude. And and also, I, I think, like, I thought that was granted. Clearly, it's not granted, but um, – <laughs> But like even him, like he wasn't, I don't feel like he was utilized enough down the stretch. You know, I know he was, he had a little bit of an injury there, but you saw in space, man, he could be a weapon. He could absolutely be a weapon. So the Colts have a lot more inexperience um, at, at those positions right now, mm-hmm. uh, outside of probably Pittman and maybe Mo Ali Cox, if you want to throw him in there. Um, but, but uh, yeah, so I'm just intrigued to see the ways that we're going to use this. And, and I had this question, Drake, and I want to get your opinion on it. Does a guy like Shane Steichen push for more weapons? Does he push Ballard and say, hey, you know, these aren't good enough. These these guys, while they're talented, we need a proven guy. I, I just wonder that. So, oh, great. Oh. Thanks. Keeps happening. I don't I don't quite know what's going on with that. I know it's not on our end, so. Uh-uh. Well, and that's yeah. a, that, you know, that's a very fair question. And he might push for that. But, man, I, I really do think that. They've got one heck of a running back committee. You're bringing back Drew Ogletree. Do they keep Mo or do they keep Ali Cox? Um, maybe, maybe not. But you have Drew Ogletree, who was very hyped up, obviously got hurt. You have one yeah. heck of a tight end committee. If you re-sign Paris Campbell, maybe you add somebody else through the draft or through uh, free agency. But you've got a pretty – I've been telling people this. The disaster that was the end of the Colts season – I don't think it's indicative of how far off they are. I think that they're a lot closer than people think. It was just how do you play with five years of five different day one starters and your coach gets canned over the phone halfway through the season and a former player yeah. that you don't even know gets hired as your leader. It's just I think stability and a brand new quarterback um, is really going to help the team turn things around. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm just keeping trying to refresh it here and persistence you know, pays we got this <laughs> in typical colts fashion it's late Difficult. So, yeah. <laughs> uh why is it doing that i don't understand why I, you would think for an organization that you know it was a billion dollar organization <laughs> we'd, we'd be able to figure out live streams a little bit better but <laughs> just uh, so many people are uh have been stressed out of their minds uh they're all they're all tuning in and uh expanding the bandwidth for sure right to the limit <laughs> Everybody just come over here and we'll hopefully that'll uh, that'll help it out a little bit. I saw something here. Um will Gus Bradley stay? That that's been yeah. a real hot topic. I I don't know how you feel, Cody. I personally don't think there's I think he was one of the four guys that was like, Yeah, uh, we're keeping Bradley here. Cause keep in mind he was and he was with the Chargers with him for four seasons. So he knows Bradley very well. Yeah, that there we go. It's a little bit. It's back on here. So maybe they were just testing it out a little bit. Um, they're just trying to keep us on our toes. Gosh, I tell you what, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it's not like the, uh, the Ballard one where it was like literally half an hour later and we're just sitting here still like, what is going on? Uh Well, it looks like they're playing a promo video. So that's a good sign. They're giving him a WWE intro. This is the one that they posted. I think, um, yeah. yeah, this is the one that they posted on social media. Oh, this one's going to make me tear up, man. Oh, my gosh. What he's been able to do there in Philly. Part-time play caller last year. Took over full-time this year calling the plays. He did come in and really fix things play calling-wise. The one on quite a run. He is a really impressive young coach. Oh. Oh, we'll Why? get it back. I think we'll get it back, hopefully. That's so dumb. 
<laughs> like seriously, bro. Like, what are we supposed to do with that? You know. Sorry, guys. Oh yeah, it's uh definitely not on this end. No, no, our internet, my internet connection is really good. So yeah, yeah, so is mine. <laughs> Thank you, everybody who's sticking with us. This is this is uh this is fun. <laughs> you know what? I, I while we're waiting on that, there there's some incredible stuff here. Uh, Frank uh, from Joshua Bats mentioned Frank is a good coach, but he was too passive. I don't think you're going to get any passive nature from Shane Steichen. Just look at the Super Bowl and how he had Jalen Hurts throwing the ball downfield constantly and even hit right. A.J. Brown on a seamer down the sideline. So I think you're going to get okay. a lot more aggression. I, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to Facebook. There you go. This this app is completely trash. Um, all right. Give me one second here. I'm going to I'm gonna do this because they're, they're already live on Facebook, and I don't know why it's doing this. So apologies for that, guys. I'm just going to gonna switch to Facebook here. Oh, there we go. Wow. That's way better. Um, it was uh, a tremendous game. Can you hear it? Coach. Um, yep. And uh, the league really put on a great show later. And um, really just um, obviously we're here to interview, to introduce Shane Steichen as our new head coach. But, um, you know, first of all, hey, I'd just like to make a few comments, okay. uh, opening comments. Um, uh Basically, just, you know, certainly want to um, thank Jeff Saturday for his committed and professional effort for what he did coming in in a very difficult situation. It's quiet, they're and, saying. Uh, and doing an admirable job. And, uh, you know, really I'm trying to turn it up, Drake. I don't know if you hear that. I can I can hear it. It is a little quiet, but um, and I have I it all the way it. turned up. Is it a matter of the the computer volume? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. I can try. I'll try my settings here, guys. Usually we don't have an issue with it. Honestly, Cody, as people are saying, someone needs to put the mic closer to Jim's face, so it might be him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine is all the way up. That's insane. I think it might be on them. And really the process was, um, for Jeff, it was always going to be tough. We've never hired an interim head coach uh, um, in seven years here um, uh, as a full head coach. And as we talked about, the process was going to be open and thorough once we got into the offseason. I'll try the other link again. Maybe it's back up. The process has been, you know, the same as it's always been. I think the only time in history the process probably was different was when uh, uh, Tony Dungy got fired from Tampa, and I called him an hour and a half later and offered up him the job and hired him and, and uh, called Bill Polian and, and told him I had talked to Tony and he's our man. Yep, so it looks like it's a Facebook issue as well. People are saying turn the mic up. Right, minds think alike. Well, we'll we'll see what happens when Ballard or, or Steichen get a hold of the microphone, because um, I think Ursa is just—I don't think he realizes how quiet he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was a very thorough process, and um, it was uh, one where really in, in in talking to over half a dozen candidates first, and for me, um, for five hours or more, um, we really had some outstanding candidates who really wanted to be here. Um, with the Indianapolis Colts, and, and I thank them all. I'm going to try the, the app, the Colts.com, and see if... Very difficult in the end. Uh, um, I'm going to switch it back real fast, Drake. No problem. Sorry, guys. I don't know why the Colts are having so many issues here, uh, but I'm going to share my other screen, and we'll make this work. <laughs> thank you for everybody who's tuning in. Unfortunately, uh, I wish this was more of an us issue, but it's not. Um, yeah. So, see, it's still quiet. Really, <laughs> it's definitely on the Colts side of things. Yeah, kind of cringe. 
five hours. It's too bad they don't have uh, subtitles. They had some Maybe I can turn them on. Really they don't have any, yeah. Um, with the Indianapolis Colts, and, and I thank them all. Um, and it was a process that was very difficult in the end. Uh, um, a Friday night, a week before the Super Bowl, um, went to Philadelphia, and uh, um, as did Chris and, and our, our entire staff. And uh, Shane and I met Friday night. There we go. Uh, in 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 the city in Philadelphia, and we just we had an incredible conversation. It was a very long and thorough conversation, and um, he he was just so impressive. Um, he um really um was incredible in the interview um i know that uh from talking to philip rivers and others i, I know philip had a lot of input uh and him and i talked for a very long time about shane and as as others i i talked to and and uh um shane was just tremendous in the interview um showed incredible leadership uh toughness um, very fast mind, uh, I'm able to process information, um, and disseminate information very quickly. Uh, I know Philip said at one point, um, you threw away the play card and was calling plays from your head, um, which, uh, uh, is, is savant like, uh, according to Philip. Uh, and so, um, he, he was just, he was so impressive that I, 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 talked to Chris and I uh, Friday night and, and they're meeting with him all day Saturday. I said, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, tip the deck or anything, but I'm not going to tell you anything you're not going to see, but, but boy, Shane just knocked it out of the park and, and really showed qualities that um, uh, put him above uh, during the whole process uh, as our, as our man and, and, and uh, Chris and, and the entire staff met on uh, Saturday with Shane and um, uh, him and I met and, and we were both in unison that um, Shane clearly was, was the man. And, and uh, um, it was very exciting because um, we had a lot of great candidates at that point. It was a close uh, contest. But after talking to Shane, I, I, Chris and I both felt, wow, um, he's clearly our, our guy above the pack. So um, we were so excited um, uh, to get Shane and, and uh, we thank the other uh, candidates so much for their, their time and, and the process was something that produced our head coach, Shane Steichen, congratulations. And, and please, uh, uh, I'll introduce Chris next, and and, uh, uh, and then he can officially introduce you, and you can take it to the podium. So go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it as short as I can. Um, Does Jim talk for 10 minutes? You know, one that was Stop. a little different than what people think is conventional in this league. But, you know, one of the things through the years I've heard, and I've heard coaches talk about this, is making sure – everybody's getting a fair and equitable chance to interview for the job. And so when we started this, we got a team of people um, and we talked about, okay, this is how we want to do it. We want to not only have a thorough diverse search, but also one where people could grow. Um, so whoever ended up being the head coach, the other ones we could give real constructive feedback where they could grow. Um, and I think we were able to do that. Um, we interviewed a bunch of great people. They were outstanding. Um, and Shane ended up being, you know, our top choice. Um, a lot of people to thank. So Jasmine, where you at, Jasmine? Steve Campbell, where y'all at? I want to make sure people, you're hiding. Make sure people see, hey, they, they hung in there with us <laughs> through some really long, I mean, I'm talking four or five hour Zoom meet. Zoom interviews, and then another 12 to 14, some 15-hour days. And so Jasmine and Steve, I appreciate you. Pete Ward, we drug him through the mud, too, for a month. Um, Kaylin and Carly, they were a big part of it. Ed Decker, Brian Decker, our scouts, all the research they did, it was just incredible. 
and couldn't be more pleased with the outcome of, of Shane as our head coach. Um, I appreciate our fans. Um, I know for the last month you've been wondering, you know, where we're going and what we're going to do. Um, and we've come to that moment and couldn't be more excited and proud to have, you know, Shane as our head football coach, you know, and I, I know you're going to ask, so I'll tell you. High integrity, high character, brilliant football mind, and philosophically, we see the game the same way, which I think is important. Um, and we're not always going to agree. I don't know. I think there's times in the interview we didn't always agree, and that's okay. But we see the game the same way and how it needs to be played. Um, and I think that's big for the relationship between the head coach and GM. Um, so with no further ado, I'll introduce you to Shane Steichen, the uh, next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. All right. It's official. Thank you, everybody. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let's get into it. Well, I just want to start, you know, first off, I'm extremely honored and grateful to be the next head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I would like to start by thanking Mr. Ursay for believing in me and giving me this opportunity. Today. And I look forward to working with you and building something special here. Thank you to the rest of the Ursay family, Carly, Casey, and Kaylin, for this unbelievable opportunity. I will forever be grateful to you and your family. Thank you to Chris Ballard and the rest of the Colts organization. Again, I'm beyond grateful and can't wait to work with you and the rest of the personnel department. Thank you to the Chargers organization and the Spanos family for a great eight years together. Thank you to Mr. Lurie and the Eagles organization for the past two seasons. I will always be grateful for those memories and friendships that I'll cherish forever. I can't say enough good things about what a great organization Mr. Lurie and his staff has put together there. Just a tremendous place and a first-class operation. I'd like to thank my high school coach, Chris Jones. Thank you for teaching me the game and making me foster a love for the game. I will forever be grateful for you and our friendship. Thank you to Norv Turner, my biggest mentor. I appreciate you taking the chance on me back in 2011 and hiring me to work on the defensive side of the ball and seeing it from that point of view. I will be forever grateful for you and the things you've taught me along the way and can, will continue to teach me. Thank you to Mike McCoy for believing in me and giving my first time full-time gig as a quarterback coach of the Chargers. Thank you to Anthony Lynn for believing in me to be your offensive coordinator. Thank you to Nick Sirianni. I appreciate everything you've done as a head football coach. It was a Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right on cue. For our friendship. There we go. Thank you to Antonio Gates, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and most recently, thank you to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Jordan Mulata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Suamala, Lane Johnson, Ian Book, Gardner Minshew, and last but not least, Jalen Hurts. Thank you to each and every single one of you guys. I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for you. It's all about the players, and it'll always be about the players. And I will be forever grateful for you guys, and I wish you guys all the best going forward. I'd like to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers, for your guys' support on my journey. I love you guys. And lastly, thank you to my beautiful wife, Nina, and our two kids, Hudson and Stella. Thank you for sacrificing everything you do day in and day out so I can live out my dream. I love you guys hmm. more than you know. That's awesome. Awesome moment. Let's go. Hey, Shane. How you doing? Congratulations and welcome to Indianapolis. Thank you. Um, this is a very extensive process. And I wonder what was different about interviewing with the Colts than maybe some other teams? And what did you learn about this organization as you moved through it? And what was your pitch as to why you should be the guy? Well, I think the, the process they went through uh, in the interview process was extremely detailed. Um, and obviously, they interviewed a lot of candidates. And I spent many, many hours with them over a Zoom and then them coming to Philadelphia. Uh, they did an unbelievable job going through that process. 
and really my vision that I shared with them, um, I want to build this thing on four pillars. Our culture is going to be built on four pillars, and one's going to be character. Character is very important to me. We want to treat people with respect, and we want to feed the positive and weed out the negative. And number two is the preparation. I truly believe this. The separation in this league is in the preparation. How we prepare as a football team and an organization Monday through Saturday will ultimately dictate the outcome of a football game. Now, is it going to guarantee us a victory? No, but it's going to give us a fighting chance. I promise you that. And number three is consistency. We got to be consistent. And it starts with us as coaches being consistent with our message to the players and tell them exactly how we want it to look and how we want it to be done. And number four is relentless. We got to be relentless in our pursuit to be the best. The best players, the best coaches I've been around are obsessed with their craft. And that's what we want to build here. And that's what we want to get done. It's interesting that you talk Chris, about that, Drake, how did because you balance the desire to um, get the right competitive guy advantage, also right? Knowing that clock's ticking and it's been some five weeks before you got you lost game. that. So sorry, keep going. I don't think there was a bad, I mean, y'all know me well enough. I, I mean, I think I told y'all at the end of the season, like this was, this could go into mid February. We were going to take our time. Um, I never understand what the hurry is, it's about getting it right. And if that meant we needed to interview 50 people, we'd have interviewed 50 people. I mean, you want to get the right person for the job, which we felt we've done. And I don't, like, I know, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't hear the noise, but I don't react to the noise, if that makes sense. I just, you want to get it right. And so whatever pressure was felt externally, we did not feel internally. Uh, we, we had an Mr. Ursay and I were on the same page when that season ended in Houston and we had a long visit. When I walked out of the office, we were on the same page of where we were going and how we were going to run this process. And if it took six weeks, it took six weeks. Shane, you've been kind of a the offensive guy oh, with quarterbacks or, or the coordinator. Have you talked to maybe Nick, the transition from being the offensive guy to now it's the whole process. How do you see that transition going? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, I've been able to lead a group of men, you know, the last four years offensively, you know, 26 men. And now this is an opportunity to lead another 26 plus men. So obviously being in charge of the whole football team uh, is a big challenge. Uh, one I'm excited about, uh, looking forward to getting to know these players uh, and building this culture the right way, but uh, really looking forward to it. So Shane, Shane, um, Heard a lot about you, heard you're a badass, a tough guy. Um, up here, you're crying like a baby, which I love. Are you Which one, Are you a hard ass? Are you an emotional basket case? I happen to like all that, but what are you? Well, I, I think maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. Right now, I'm a little emotional. Um, obviously, this is a big day for me and my family. Um, but, you know, again, you know, we, we have, a, you know, we want to get some things done here uh, as an organization. This is a special place. Uh, there's a lot of rich tradition here. Um, got a lot of good players in place I see some of you guys sitting right there look forward to working with you um, but again it's going to be a day-by-day -day process that uh, we got to grind every single day and we got to be relentless in our pursuit to get done what we need to get done Shane you were obviously busy preparing for the Super Bowl but you had a lot of coaches over there who uh, have been in this building and obviously Phil Rivers did you do much research on this franchise yeah absolutely I, I mean just like they did research on me I did research on this place and not one thing came out of this place unbelievable respect for this organization the people in this building mr ursay uh chris uh the operations part of it the whole thing uh, i've heard nothing but great things uh so very fortunate to be in the position i'm in uh, and looking forward to getting to work shane uh, i've had a couple people tell me that you have kind of a, a non-conventional approach style uh in terms of your demeanor with coaching uh not in a negative way in a positive way um what are they talking about do you do you kind of can you kind of explain your approach and you know what I mean what that you know obviously like? we're going to have a detailed plan on how we want to get things done um but I, you know I go with my gut feeling on a lot of things you know I'm a gut feeling guy especially you know on game day um I'll have a gut feeling on when to do certain things uh as a play caller um all those different things but uh again we're going to be aggressive and all those different things and my philosophy offensively I'm sure you guys are going to ask but my philosophy on offense is this and it's going to look different each week but my philosophy is we're going to throw to score points in this league and run to win.
we're going to throw to score points and run to win. Now, that could look different each week. You know, we sometimes I went into games like, hey, we're going to throw it a bunch, and then we end up running it 45 times. So um, it's going to, the flow is going to dictate that. Um, I know we got some pieces in place to get that done, uh, and we should be ready to roll. Shane, right here, James Ward with The Athletic. Um, obviously, you've worked with different quarterbacks throughout your career, um, a lot of different traits in those quarterbacks. This is a franchise that is looking to improve that position, could potentially draft one. What do you think is the most important thing when it comes to quarterback skill set and development to have success in this league? Yeah, I think accuracy, uh, decision-making, and the ability to create are the three things that uh, I look at in a quarterback. Um, I think those all three things are very important, but obviously above the neck. I think the, you know, the players that I've been around, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers, uh, they all have one thing in common. They're obsessed with their craft. Uh, and if you can find that uh, in a quarterback, you're probably going to have some success. Shane, you started out as a defensive, a defensive assistant. How did, has, did that help you in your growth as an offensive coach? Um, it's been great to see that side of the football and see how uh, defensive coaches uh, see the game um, was tremendous for me. You know, I was doing that for two years and then got to flip back to offense in 2013. But to, just to see the coverage techniques and the defensive line techniques and you know, are they readers? Are they penetrators? And are they going to carry? And all these different things from a coverage standpoint and how defenses play it helped me become a better offensive football coach going forward. Hey, Shane, uh, congrats. Welcome to Indy. Um, I think you just mentioned it a few minutes ago, but will you call the plays here? And how much would you say the offense has changed from what you did with Phillip to what you did with Jalen? Yeah, uh, I will call the plays here. Um, it it, it uh, Obviously, the, the – the offense is going to be dictated on who's playing quarterback. That's how you build the system. What does he do well? What is their strengths? But not only just the quarterback, it's the players too. Uh, what does Pittman run well receiver-wise? You know, the tight ends, the backs, Jonathan Taylor, the offensive line, what do they do well? Uh, we want to do a hell of a job of trying to put our guys in position to make plays. Hey, Shane, just to follow up on the, the building an offense for a quarterback, you've had three completely different styles with Rivers and uh, Herbert and, and Hurts. So what, what to you is the process of figuring out what that guy needs in the early going and how do you go about building that offense so he's comfortable right away? Yeah, I think obviously being around Phillip, you know, he was already in the system for so many years and uh, he was an established quarterback. So we continue to do what he did well uh, when I was, you know, the coordinator there just for half the season with him and being his quarterback coach for a while. And then having Justin uh, as a rookie, really, you know, these guys coming to college, it's like, hey, what are they doing well at college? You know, and how can we adapt that to our game offensively uh, and build around his strengths? And then same thing with Jalen over the past two years, uh, building that thing with him. Uh, what are his strengths? What does he do well? Uh, and he does a lot well. Um, he's a hell of a football player. And I was very, very fortunate to be around him the last two years. Coach right here, congratulations, welcome to Indianapolis. How big of a factor was knowing that you could be a part of developing another quarterback because that is a possibility that could come up come draft time? Yeah, I mean, we'll go through that process. Me and Chris will talk about that in the next few days, um, but looking forward to all those things. Uh, Shane, do you play it on retaining Gus Bradley and the defensive staff and Bubba Ventrone? Do, do you kind of have a lot of your staff already Yeah, that's done. the next process that I'm going to go through is hiring a staff, uh, and those guys will have those conversations in the next few days. This is for Jim and Chris. You guys met with a lot, a lot of people. What did you learn about your organization, and when did you decide that this was the move that you wanted to make? When was the moment that you figured this was the guy? Um, well, I think we both could answer, Chris. I, I really um, – I, I think that um, – you know, you hit it on the head. You learn a lot from each interview. Um, uh, sitting there and, and talking football, um, leadership, many, many things with someone for five straight hours. And, and, and Chris's process with all our people uh, in the organization, my daughters and, and Pete and many others, it was a very thorough process. And, and I think um, we were very open-minded and and just trying to learn, you know, who's going to walk in and, and what interview um, is going to tip the scales because we had great guys. I mean, Rich was great and Raheem was great and Aaron was great. I mean, we really, we had, it was some tremendous uh, people in here interviewing. And I think what we learned um, in the end was that we just felt that, that Shane um, had, a lot of that offensive magic, which is hard to find in this league. It's offense, in my mind, can be a little more complex and takes 
longer time to develop, uh, knowing that we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop. Um, that's a key factor. But he had to show the leadership. He had to show that he had a presence. And, and boy, did, did he um, come through in that with, with his interview. Um, um, because you have quiet people like Tom Landry or Tony Dungy, and, and it doesn't mean that they're not great leaders. But I think um, with Shane, um, it, it's, it's something to me, and Chris can follow up. But also his mind, I mean, he's very much, like I said, thinking multiple things at once, disseminating that information quickly. Um, I, I think he has a very special mind uh, um, for, for football. And, 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 uh, and you have to have that at, at his position. So um, we, we learned a lot. I, I, I think we are very excited just um, how many people um, were excited to, to, come, to come here. And, and that's always tough, as Chris knows, talking to these guys afterwards. They were so thankful, uh, and uh, you know they—it's it, tough because it's their dream, and that dream just didn't come true. But but Shane's showing the, the his stars shine the brightest. So Chris, why don't you follow up? You know much? I mean, I learned a ton. Um, I think we all did. One being—it's always fun to talk about your roster. Um, so that was good. That was a good learning experience. I think you know, getting what people thought from the outside um, Two, that this is still viewed and as it should be as a good job, even though that was getting not always the way it was painted. Um, we had, I promise, no issues in terms of people coveting uh, the job and wanting to be interviewed um, and, and feel very fortunate that, you know, that Shane's here. Chris, knowing where you guys are as a franchise with probably a young quarterback coming in in April, how did that kind of weigh in your, your process of going through these coaches and knowing that he's done this before with quarterbacks? And was that really important to find a guy that can be the guy to lead the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, is it an added bonus? Yes. Um, was it the final defining factor? No. Um, we went into this, we wanted to get the best fit for us and for the Colts organization and, and Shane fit that. And now that, you know, I mean, look, we interviewed from defense to offense, to special teams. I mean, we had a root from young to older. I mean, we had a very diverse group here and Shane kind of checked all the boxes. A few of them checked most of them, but Shane checked all of them of what we were looking for. Mr. Ursa, you mentioned the Super Bowl, the two number one seeds putting on a show. But yet this year, despite just four wins, you, you beat the Chiefs and you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Eagles. Does that, one, remind you of how fine the line is between winning and losing in this league and also let you know you've got some really good pieces already in place? Well, no question. I, I think that comes up where, you know, you you, you beat the Chiefs and, and battled um, his former great team here and and – um, how well we played in that game and had such a chance. It was too difficult at the end with, you know, them having four downs and 12 players on the field with Jalen um, uh, as a runner and thrower. But um, uh, it was a great game, and it's with two different coaches. And, you know, I think Shane hit it on the head this year about consistency and and really, um, you know, preparation and, and, and really following through because you saw – you know, through the last couple of years, these spurts, these spurts, you know, you know, Tampa Bay, first half of Minnesota, Dallas tied going into the fourth quarter. And, 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 and then things dissolved on us to, uh, to our pain. You know, we, we felt we had the commanders game one being up by nine points and it slipped away. And it's hard for our guys on the team. They work so hard. And, you know, Shane knows and Chris, you know, you're fed by wins and when they don't come, it's difficult. So, um, for me, it, it's, it's something where really you, you saw um, how we competed against the Super Bowl teams, clearly two great teams. Um, so it shows that we have a lot of great football players here, which we know. It's a roster that um, is, 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 is not that far away. And um, we're not hiding. You know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward 
where where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, um, yeah, a trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter <laughs> He He likes picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but, uh, okay. Uh, it'll be, it'll be exciting. Oh, boy. I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So, we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in and, utilizing that talent and adding to it with Chris. Shane, uh, in how Nick Sirianni led the last couple of years, what do you take the most from how you watched a young first-time head coach operate? Nick did an unbelievable job uh, of holding guys accountable. And I know the players that were here with him, I know they saw that, uh, and he carried that over to Philadelphia. And uh, he never let anything slide. And I think as a head football coach, you got to hold people got hold, hold people accountable. And uh, if something ain't right, something needs to be said. And it's player to player, coach to coach, coach to player. Like, we got to make sure we're all on the same page and rolling, and he did a hell of a job doing that. For Chris, and I'd also like to get your perspective as well, Shane, is it at all awkward or just interesting, or does it mean or say anything that you go and get another Eagles offensive coordinator after you just fired Frank Reich? Mm -hmm. Well, same team logo, different regime. You know, different regime. Uh, Doug was a head coach, and now it was Nick. Now, even though Nick came from us, um, but the, I think the one thing you'll see in this league, a lot of coaches are tied. You know, at some point they've crossed paths, and it didn't even enter into my thinking um, or our thinking when we were, you know, making the final decision. We interviewed a bunch of people, hired who we thought was the best guy, who we know is the best guy for the job. <laughs> You sure? Good question. I mean, I get it. I've thought about it, but I mean, it wasn't for very long. Uh, <laughs> Shane, uh, you know, as you as you plotted your future, I, I'm sure, you know, the, the first thought you thought about being a head coach wasn't when the Colts called you. As you plotted your future and you thought about, you know, some of the pitfalls that, that caused coaches to perhaps fail, particularly first-time head coaches, uh, what are some of those do you think about? Uh, again, I think you've got to have a very thorough process and you've got to have, a, have to have a clear vision of what you want it to look like and you've got to follow through with that vision. I think that's first and foremost. Uh, you can't slide away or steer away from that vision. Uh, you've got to double down on what you believe in. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest thing is staying true to who you are, believing what you're doing. And if, you want, you know, if you're going to fail, do it the way you want to fail. Uh, and if you're going to succeed, do it the way you want to do it. So um, I have a vision like I talked about on how I want to get it done, but it's going to take a lot of work. Every single day, we got to be consistent with every single thing we do. Coaches, players, front office, we got to be on the same page at all times moving forward. Shane, obviously, we're in the biggest game in the world. You know, a couple days ago, um, how hard was it to not run it back and to you know start anew? And then maybe, I guess, how has your dream kind of shifted a little bit now that you're in a new chapter of it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was an unbelievable uh, experience to be a part of that football game. The guys that have been in this room, coaches or players that have been a part of it, um, it was a tremendous honor to get to that point. It took a lot of hard work uh, to get there. Um, you know, being in that game, I actually, I'm not going to lie, I just started, I turned it on about an hour ago and watched the first quarter uh, just to look at it, uh, just to, you know, be in that moment and know how hard it is to get there. And, uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work, obviously, as a Colts organization, players. You know, we want to get there uh, as soon as we can. So um, that's about it. All right. Thank you. We're going to move awesome. a little time here. Thank you. All right. Well, that'll do it for the Shane Steichen press conference here. Drake, what are your initial thoughts? I know there's a lot of questions asked there for Shane Steichen, but what were your just initial thoughts with – everything with this conference press conference you, you know uh, there's not enough time to go over everything but um in in short you pure unadulterated fire i mean this this is a guy who is ready to hit the ground running and he is you can tell that he's thought a lot about these weapons that they've gotten i i think his his four pillars comment was great i think that him and ballard are working you know very i think they will work well together because they're both very honest and they're both very straightforward. And 
He's again, he's a forward thinking offensive mind who has experience with every freaking type of quarterback you can have experience with. And there's a diverse group of all each four of these guys in the draft that everyone's talking about. They each have something different that they do well. And this is the guy to do it. And this is the guy to get whoever that may be on track, hit the ground running and have the most success possible as quickly as possible. I get the sense that Steichen's a guy that's not like he's he like Sirianni. He's not going to be afraid to share his opinion. And he's I think he's going to challenge Ballard in a lot of ways, which is good for Chris Ballard to have a guy that's going to push back a little bit more. I think oftentimes, Drake, and, and you can give me your thoughts on this. I think Frank Reich, he, he's such a nice guy. I think sometimes he kind of just was like, we'll make it work. You know, we'll make it work with whoever we got. But like Steichen's going to be like, heck no. You know, if he feels like we need a wide receiver one go, we're going to go get that guy. You better make it happen, you know, kind of thing. Um, and it'll be a collaborative effort, which I think is good, but that's maybe what the Colts were lacking and kind of why they fell off really at the end of, you know, 2021 and then 2022 is just because there wasn't that back and forth. You know, Sirianni was gone. He wasn't pushing for that stuff, maybe like a Steichen will do and stuff. And, and I liked his answers. You know, I like the, the raw emotion of it. You know, the fact that he had so many people to think. I personally loved how he went through every single player on the offense for, for Philly and thanked them all individually. Like, I think that's just that's just awesome. That's just a really classy move by Shane Steichen. Um, did, did Jim Mersey tip his hand a little bit to Bryce Young? I don't know. Jim Mercer says a lot of things, yeah. but it's like, come on, man. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Ursay, uh, Ur- look, man, ursay has been doing this a long, long time. I-, I think he knows what he can and can't say, but uh, yes, it was, it, it did. It, it shows that Ursay can, can basically just whip out any sort of hilarious comment out of nowhere or just whatever's on his mind. Uh, so I, I, I do think that He's definitely got to be intrigued by guys like Young. I mean, I've heard two quarterbacks. Everyone was like, Levis, Stroud, done. Now that Steichen yeah. is in the building, though, now you're hearing two different names that aren't those two. You're hearing Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. That's who you're hearing now. But I personally think any one of these four guys are totally up for grabs now because he can coach any one of those four play styles and really hone it in. Um, cause you know, I mean, you saw, even though Wentz before the injury, I thought he was way better, but Reich maximized at the time, Carson Wentz's abilities. And I think that, you know, not to compare the two, I think that Steichen is a, is, is more of a diverse type of guy and a more modern. So I think that Steichen is going to take whoever they draft and he's going to put them in the best case scenario, right out of the gate, especially with that strong running game that they've got. Yeah, and Philly was the best, one of the best running teams in the NFL. And you got to think with Taylor, you know, with all these other guys that they're going to have in that backfield potentially. And who knows, maybe they bring over like a Boston Scott or somebody like that from Philly. Um, you know, I just think about that and just the ways they're going to maximize that. One thing he did mention, though, Steichen, was the accuracy. That was a key thing for him. So for me, I mean, that makes me think, you know, Bryce Young, Stroud, like those are, those are the guys that like, I think when you talk about accuracy and guys that are just like pinpoint, those are kind of some of the guys. And then you think about, you know, Jalen Hurts and, you know, his ability to run the football and, you know, while, while, uh, you know, clearly Bryce Young can do that a little bit better. I think that, you know, you look at what Stroud, Stroud can run. He just doesn't as much, you know? So I kind of look at that and he's, you know, you're right. He's had kind of a diverse quarterback room that the last couple of years that he's been able to, to develop a couple of different guys with different skill sets. And so uh, I don't think there's that definite one answer here. I think there's a lot of guys uh, that are potential, um, but yeah, it's just very, very interesting uh, to hear, you know, his, just his comments and things like that. And um, I think it's going to be a good hire. I know there's some people who really don't like this hire, um, which is fine, but yeah, I just look at Steichen and I think he's, he's kind of a, a nice little mix there of Sirianni and Reich where, you know, maybe he's not quite as emotional and fiery as Sirianni, but he's definitely got that side to him. We've seen that before, but the difference I think between him and Reich, um, and that's why I think the Reich 2.0 comment is such a lazy comment is because Steichen literally was calling the plays in Philly the last year and a half. Reich didn't do that. And people just seem to forget that, but Reich called the plays in Indy and we had some issues with that. I know I did. I don't know if you did, but there were some issues. There were some question marks about that because Reich had never done that. But, you know, you look at Steichen, what he's been able to do, and and he has a history with that, obviously. And, you know, when he took over, you know, the back half of last year and then all of this year, the offense got better. The Philly offense got better. I mean, Rappaport even said that, you know, he even said like, you know, 
whenever Steichen came in, it, it changed a lot of things for the better for Philly's offense. So I really think the Colts got a good one here. Um, and I love the fact that he's going to hold these guys accountable. That was one of his big points was, you know, accountability is huge. And that's something the Colts frankly just lost um, at, you know, at the, really this last year and the end of last year as well. Um, they just lost that edge. And that, like I was saying, sorry, I kind of interrupted a comment there uh, or a question there, but just, you know, the, the idea of, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But but anyway, uh, what we were saying about this is just, I think Steichen is uh, a good fit here for Indy. Sorry, I'll get that I'll get that thought back in my head here in a minute. But uh but yeah, I think Steichen to Indy, this, this is a good move for Indy. And, and it seems like, you know, everybody that we've talked to, I don't know if you saw Philip Rivers' comments about him and um, as well and stuff, but it seems like there's just glowing reviews here for Shane Steichen from what I can hear. Well, and, you know, it's it's very obvious why. You know, I mean, Rivers is also kind of an emotionally, you know, driven guy who really has a, a serious passion for the game. And I know it's a, I know it's just one game, but, Something that really stood out in the Super Bowl is the the Eagles, or excuse me, the Chiefs took away the Eagles' run game completely. All right, they, I mean, they they didn't allow Sanders, Scott, or Gainwell to be anything more than just bodies on the field. But yet, Jalen Hurts throws for three hundred and four yards. He rushes for seventy. He accounts for three hundred seventy four yards and throws a touchdown and runs in three. So he said, you pass to score points and you run to win. You know what that tells me? That tells me this is two things that you're going to see: a guy who can adjust. And a guy who can, who will focus on a ba- more of a balanced game plan, because even with Wentz, uh, la- uh, well, 20, 2021 season, the Colts were brutal with running the ball. I mean, they they really ran through you, but it seemed like when it came to needing to throw the ball, it was a little bit haphazard, kind of all over the place. The you know, it was just. It just wasn't what it should be. I think it's going to be a more polished style, balanced offense. And that's also going to help a a rookie quarterback when it's not one dimensional, where the team's going to take away the run and force this guy who's not as good at passing to throw the ball and, you know, turn the ball over multiple times. I just think whoever, whoever they draft, they're going into good hands that at the end of the day, this is a rookie that's going into good hands. He put Justin Herbert rookie leading record for touchdown passes in a season and he won offensive player or offensive rookie of the year, and he wasn't even supposed to start. So that should give Colts fans everywhere a reason to breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah, absolutely. And it just seems like the Colts are building it the right way for the first time in a while since Andrew Luck hung it up. The one thing I was going to say, Drake, um, that I lost my train of thought on was he talked about you know uh, just like being competitive and you know holding you know every little detail and stuff like that. Um, and I think he just brings a. a era of confidence. I think he'll bring that to the Colts and that's what they lost last year. I mean, Ballard even said it in his end of the year presser. We lost our competitive advantage and it seems like you bring in Steichen, who's, you know, very confident in his ability. He's calling the plays is what he said. Um, It just seems like there's going to be a little bit more swagger in the Colts um, from where there was last year, where it just kind of seemed like they were, they were kind of checked out and you could clearly see it, um, especially down the stretch there. So definitely seems like the, you know, Steichen's a guy that knows what it takes to win. Um, You know, he's done it. And he knows how to be successful, and that's kind of the fresh voice I think the Colts locker room needs. It's just a guy that's gonna that's been there and knows how to do it, and uh, has had some some success in this league, and you know just knew what it took to to become really. I mean, you know, a couple plays away from being a Super Bowl champ, honestly. So, yeah, uh, definitely like that press conference from Steichen. I definitely wish he would have got a few more questions. Um, I probably yeah, would have liked. Felt like it was a little short. Yeah, it felt not, like Ursay took questions. up about half the time rambling on about something. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as always, but but no, but I, I liked what what the questions that second got asked. I, I would have liked to ask a little bit more about some of the weapons because I know that's kind of been a question mark about some of these guys. Like you know, and maybe he doesn't know right now. But like, what's your impression of the weapons the Colts have? You know, and he probably would have been, you know, very like I like the weapons. We'll have to those conversations we'll have to have later. But I just would have liked them to ask that question. But I get it. You only have a certain amount of questions you can get in, but. Yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts here, Drake? I, I think I've covered pretty much everything that I took away from this press conference, and I'm sure if I rewatch it again, I'll, I'll come up with a couple other, you know, points and questions and things of that nature. But anything else you had here? Well, I was just going to say, young Colts. It's a it's a young Colts team. It's a, a and you know we'll talk about the offensive side of the ball because I think Steichen's going to retain most of the defense. Um, just think he's going to retain most of the defense, but 
Look, you got Alec Pierce going into his sophomore season, Jelani Woods, sophomore season. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going into his fourth season and he's and he's going to be coming off of an injury, but he's got a whole offseason to make himself healthy. I mean, these are still relatively young linemen, a guy like Raymond, a guy like Fries, you know, maybe get a right guard to help him compete. Um, then you have a, another second year player in Drew Ogletree. You have Michael Pittman, who's still young. Paris Campbell, if they re-sign him, still young, basically had his rookie season last year because he hadn't played a full year. I'm telling you, you got young talent on this team that unfortunately they kind of had a rocky start for some of those rookies. But look for those sophomore players, because I think Shane Steichen, if he can do it with rookies, he can definitely do it with guys that have freakish traits like Pittman. Uh, like like Woods, like Pierce, look for those guys to have have a breakout seasons under Shane Steichen. I'm confident in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you everybody who did tune into this. You know, at one point, I think we were just around 900 people in the chat, which is incredible. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, if you would, on your way out, be sure to hit the like button. Be sure to subscribe uh, so we can push it out to more people. I'm sure there will be a ton more people who tune in after the fact. So. Thank you, everybody, who did stop in, even if it was for a few seconds. We really do appreciate it. It helps us out. And, uh, yeah, everybody, go be sure to go follow Drake. You see his at sign right there on Twitter. Be sure to go follow him and follow every all, the podcast, all that good stuff. But I think that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are amazing. You guys are the best. And, uh, yeah, we'll see on Gus Bradley and what happens with that staff coming up here probably in the next couple of days. So thanks, guys, as always. And as always, go Colts. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.